0: Hi there! Welcome to Bubble Slash Chat, Gus. Hello. You're come on, t- <laughs> Gus wants to ask me a question. We just, we just uh, had to delete. We had a we had yeah. a, some technical difficulties, yes. and by technical, we mean technically. Gus said something that shouldn't have been on the video. So, what are you going to do? You know, <coughs> you get what you pay for. Anyway, you had uh, <laughs> you, you had a question. You got to restart. <laughs> I'm not restarting. What? Come on, give us give us the question you had.
1: So the question I had that the masses have been clamoring for. Yeah. Where um, actually the question had to do with ministry. How mm-hmm. you, in your case, you didn't go to Bible college. Yep. You didn't start off when you were eighteen mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to be in ministry. But the Lord, uh, the Lord called you to ministry much later. Yeah, the church affirmed you know your call. Yeah. much later you were in real estate.
0: Yep, yep, uh, yep. if yep. I
1: remember correctly. Yep, correct.
0: Yep, it was
1: either that or a, a car mechanic. I, <laughs> I mean, I've done both. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So it wasn't until you already were married, you had, mm-hmm. you know, three, three uh, three and a half kids, yep. you know, yeah, when yeah. you started seminary. Yep. So walk us through that, because I know we we talk to people often that either they feel like they're called to ministry, but no one has called them. Right. right? Yeah, that's that's correct. Like, so, but if a tree falls in the forest, <laughs> <Did> <laughs> anyone do hear? It? anyone hear it? do anyone hear it? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. But then also there's people out there that have this inkling towards ministry and yeah. they're thinking, Well, I don't think I'm called to full time ministry. Yeah. So what would that look like? Yeah, what what did, yeah. what did that look like for you? And yeah. what did that look how should that look in, yeah. got in it, a got biblical it. church?
0: Yeah. So the first thing we would say is it was a very good question, right? Yeah, it was a fine question. Initially, I was scoffing, but it's fine. Okay. Right. that? So, Such initially, a great we have a definitional issue, right? What is ministry? Yeah. So, ministry in the local church, everyone does a ministry in the local church because each person has gifts and the ministry is necessary. Yeah. Every member of the church has that, yeah. has that office, have, has that role to serve in some yeah. capacity. Everyone has different gifts. All those gifts are equal. Not one gift is more important than any other gift. So, ministry is what everyone yeah. does. We use that term to mean like vocational full-time full-time ministry ministry in teaching role. Usually that's the way we use that term, but that term isn't actually helpful. It just means service in the New Testament. So everyone has a ministry in that sense. So then, what makes a what makes a full time guy who's paid by the church? And that's just an issue of eldership. So eldership really? is a is a qualification issue. It's actually in First Timothy chapter three, Titus chapter one. You have qualifications for elder. Uh, an elder can be either a lay elder where they're not paid by the church, or a full time uh, elder who is paid by the church. And the distinction there, Paul says in First Timothy five, is based on uh, whether or not the person works hard at preaching and teaching. So uh, Stephen and Joe they're both uh, full, they're both lay elders. They both work really hard at preaching and teaching, but they're there's a certain category of people who are sort of gifted and called to do that as a full-time role in the preaching ministry of the word and uh, that those people are supported by the church to do that work mm. so that's full-time ministry when we use that term that's what we're talking about so what does that mean well it means there's a specific set of gifts that a person has and you have to meet a certain set of qualifications that the new testament gives and so those are some of the things that the church helps to evaluate the thing is, no one takes this office onto himself. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5, uh, when he's talking about priests yeah. in verse 4, he's talking about priests, and he says, he, he says he's talking about the high priest. He says, no one takes this honor onto himself, but receives it when he is called by God, uh, which is an important statement about ministerial roles in the church. Now, there he's talking about priesthood, and I, I, we, we don't want to make a one-to-one parallel, but... This is a really important verse because it, what it's saying is it's not something you just identify yourself. You're not identifying yourself as a person who's called into that role. Hmm. The church actually identifies you as someone who's called in that role. And I, like I told, like you said, I started out in real estate. I have a degree in chemistry and a degree in English. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I, I knew for sure I wasn't going to be a pastor. In fact, my poor wife, uh, she asked uh, before we got married. Do you want to be a pastor? I said, I'll never be a pastor. He said, Oh good. I don't want to be a pastor's wife and that was how we got married and here we are. But uh, the Lord the Lord knew uh what he wanted going to do. But the timing of that was in his hands, so he actually identified me in all those in 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 terms of gifting and all those things uh, and and even in the office uh, to become a pastor, uh, a full-time preaching pastor. So it's not something we take on to ourselves. So how do you get identified in that role? The answer is uh, just by teaching the word. Uh, You get asked to teach the Word in different venues, and then you do it, and then people say, oh, hey, that was really helpful. Um, That's evident that the church, the local body there, says, oh, your teaching is very helpful. Uh, That was helpful for my soul. The Spirit used your teaching. And that is actually the church identifying a person who is called into that office of doing that full-time. You're also teaching and uh, preaching full-time right now not an elder because you came here and the local church hasn't identified that in you yet. Uh, You were an elder at your former church. Uh, So as you come here now, you're teaching, preaching, you're being useful to the church. People are hearing, growing. It's very evident everyone's watching that. And so the observation of those gifts is happening in the church, in the local church. Uh, uh, Eldership doesn't transfer between bodies. This office doesn't transfer between bodies. What does transfer is the thing that's in you which is the spiritual gift that you Mm -hmm. receive so you have a spiritual gift of teaching uh, that's being used in our church right now uh, Mm -hmm. equipping classes at the highest attendance that it's ever been at in the history of FBC it's it's exploding out of the room there Mm -hmm. which is great it's so warm in there now that i get complaints even when it's 65 degrees outside it was hot it's It's hot hot. yeah well anyway we're trying to get the air on but the point is that gift is just evident right so the church is watching and saying hey this person's teaching me the word it's evident that that the that their their teaching of the word that ministry is a benefit to to our souls uh we and and the person is identified into the role not that they place themselves into the role, but they're identified into the role by the cu- by the cumulative awareness of the church that the person is in that role. Another person who went through that was Stephen, uh, mm-hmm. the other elder. It was very evident to everyone that he was an elder. <laughs> in fact, to the point where people were asking me like, what's the delay? Like he should be mm-hmm. an elder right now. And, they, and there was like a pressure from the church to make him an elder because mm-hmm. it was clear that that was what the Lord had called yeah. him to. Uh, so again, all that to say, Uh, the the process of going from layperson to full-time ministry is often a long one but it involves those steps. The use of spiritual gifts, uh, the identification of the ability to teach and to lead, uh, the qualifications of eldership, and then finally the end goal of that is to say well here's an elder who should be pulled out of their secular employment paid by the church for the sake Mm -hmm. of of, uh, the ministry to the church. So Mm -hmm. that'd be the the trajectory that we'd see there.
1: I mean, maybe this is a question for another video, but it, as you were talking about that, especially in the last couple of, of minutes, of what you were saying,
0: the nice things about you, no, yeah, oh, especially
1: okay. that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought, you know, like, uh, you're a college student, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have many college students that feel they're in, in Bible college, yeah. Bible school mm-hmm. to study the Bible, yep. which I would, you know, we which highly is recommend. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But they they have this idea, or even in seminary later on, they have this idea that they want to
0: pastor. Yeah,
1: um, is that helpful? Because based on what you just said, it wouldn't be helpful if you, if all of a sudden I, you know, we have a young man in our church who decides to go to seminary because he wants to be a pastor. Yeah, well the elders have not put their stamp of approval
0: yeah so there's a there's two questions there one is seminary like what's the purpose of a seminary and we can answer that probably in another video um the for the young man who wants to do that we would actually be highly encouraging we tell him that's great not everyone has to have the trajectory that i did yeah. i went to seminary much later i was a late bloomer mm-hmm. i was very rebellious i didn't know what the lord wanted me to do yeah. uh, most people don't don't have that trajectory but no matter what the trajectory is what we would say is Uh, the identification of a man for ministry happens in the local church so seminary doesn't make you a pastor uh, and we can talk about that in another video. But a young man who says, hey, I want to go to Bible college. I, I have this inkling in my heart to do this. We would say, hey, praise God for that. Go to Bible college. That's great. We'll consider whether or not you should go to seminary when you get back from Bible college. Okay, go to seminary. That's still okay. Uh, but what we want to do is watch you minister in the local church and let the people of the local church identify that gift yeah. in you. Yeah. If that gift isn't being identified by the body of Christ, it's probably not a real gift and yeah. you need to like figure out something else. Real estate's a great career. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's what we would say to that guy. Yeah, that's great. Good. That's
1: very helpful, actually.
0: Good, good. Well, I hope yeah. that's helpful for you uh, in terms of just a trajectory toward ministry. There's a lot, lot more to be said here, and we're going to do a couple more videos. But uh, hope that's helpful. If you have any questions, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.